0: thanks for tuning in to Mana, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reform Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today serving. Hello friends and welcome back to this short series of meditations on the relationship of the Christian to the government, authorities that God has placed over us. In our brief tour of the Bible's teaching on civil government, we've covered a good portion of God's word already. We started in Genesis and that important word rule or dominion. We then surveyed how to approach the Old Testament teachings on Israel's civil government. Today, we're going to step into the New Testament and the most important passage for understanding civil government today, or at any time in the church's history for that matter. That passage is Matthew 28, verse 18. Let me read it to you from verse 16 and following. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Now, we are more familiar, it seems to me, with these verses in their typical reference as the Great Commission. These are words to Christ's disciples, and by extension to the whole church through her foundational officers, to make disciples of every nation. This may seem a strange place to turn for a discussion on civil government. In fact, this might sound to some like a confusing of categories. We've said repeatedly already that it is not the government's business to turn hearts to the Lord. That is the ministry of the church. But that's why it's important to note that my focus in this meditation is only on verse 18. I am certainly not suggesting that the government should be in the business of evangelism or any such thing. But the government must take seriously our Lord Jesus Christ when he says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. There's good reason for Jesus' remarkable declaration in this verse. Think of it. All authority has been given to Jesus, not some. There is no authority in this world that does not belong first and foremost to our Lord. And it was given to him. He didn't take it by force, as so many do. He was given all authority, given it by the Father who had created all things in the beginning, including authority. And he was given that authority by his Father for a very good reason. Jesus accomplished on the cross the perfect plan of the Father for his people and fulfilled the demand of God given in the beginning that we rejected so carelessly. Remember that dominion, that ruling that we spoke of in Genesis 1.28? That dominion is now exercised by Christ because he perfectly fulfilled the command of his Father. This is why the citizens of heaven rejoice when the Lamb that was slain appears in heaven to open the scroll of God as recorded for us in Revelation 5. Jesus rules at the Father's right hand, and he rules with total authority. And while this is a wonderful word for the church and for his mission mandate, it is also a vital word for all the rulers of this world to take to heart. No matter how high up the pecking order they may think they are, they are all under the authority of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. In this respect, Psalm 2 is a powerful word of warning to our world's rulers. In that psalm, we read about kings of the earth conspiring to free themselves from the bonds of the Lord and his anointed. That's a pretty accurate description of the governments of Western civilization these days. In response, we should read something that should make every governing official shudder. For the Lord laughs... And he speaks to these rulers in his wrath and in his fury, saying, As for me, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. When we compare these words with what our Lord says in Matthew 28, verse 18, we immediately see a connection. Jesus has been given all authority. That is, Jesus has been established by God on Zion, his holy hill. And therefore, as the psalm goes on to advise, Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling kiss the sun lest he be angry and you perish in the way and this is a word that needs to be spoken by the church to those in government wherever they might rule there's a lot that can be said about the responsibility of christians within the governmental order as citizens of our countries and communities we do well to be involved in politics and in ruling our land especially because we know and confess that Jesus Christ is King. We know better than anyone what it means to reject Jesus and the eternal consequence that is suffered by those who refuse to bend the knee in submission to Him. If we're going to be involved in politics, we need to do so with the words of Psalm 2 ringing in our ears and the reminder of Matthew 28, verse 18 stamped upon our hearts whatever we think of ourselves, and whatever we may want to do with authority, we must always acknowledge that it's not the people to whom we must give an account, at least not first of all, it is to Christ. However, even if we're not involved in politics in any official capacity, we must be convinced that our rulers are under Christ's authority, even if they're not so convinced. We need to be convinced of this for our own comfort. We live in rather unstable times, and we see how the world around us responds when their candidate doesn't win. Increasingly, we hear about rioting and a rejection of that person or political party's right to rule. And I suppose there's something understandable about that. If your hope is so fully vested in who is at the top of the political pile— Having the wrong person there is a big deal. If you think your life's quality and its value is found in those who rule over you, then you will always be disappointed by the one who stands at the top. Thankfully, as Christians, we know that our Savior remains on the throne of his Father no matter who wins the election. All authority is his. And whoever wins the election will have to answer to him. And our heavenly Savior who reigns at his Father's right hand will exercise his dominion over all who reject him too. As believers, therefore, we can rest securely in his sovereign reign and rule, knowing that we are completely confident in his ability to lead all things to his Father's appointed end. But this also, you understand, places us under obligation. Since Jesus is king, obedience to our government is an outworking of our grateful devotion to the Savior. That doesn't mean blind devotion or doing whatever the government demands. There are times when the government exceeds the authority given it by Christ. And, and then Christians must respectfully, carefully, and clearly respond to the government. Identify where the government has failed, and show the government that it must bend the knee to Jesus Christ. But in the main, let it be known that believers are the best citizens of their communities, that whoever wins the election will receive our respect, and that no matter the party in power, we will seek the blessings of our neighbors. Not to gain political advantage, because we need none, but to show the world that What we know is true, that our King reigns. You see, we are comforted to know that Jesus Christ rules, governing all things by his appointed word, but we are also obligated to show that Jesus Christ rules in our lives. And so, as citizens within each country in which we live, we are called by God to testify that our comfort is greater than anything that can be found in this life, for our comfort is found in belonging to Jesus Christ, who reigns at his Father's right hand. Let us show the world today, and in this coming week, that our confidence is not found in men, in parties, or in power, but it is found in Jesus Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords.